Oasis of Wisdom Bible Church, the church of a distant Christian generation. Today we are going to be drawing the curtain on the subject, God's management principle. And what we are doing today is to revisit the, start, the starting point and of course reiterate on our purpose for the study. What is that study again? God's management principles. Uh, you will take note that beside many other great topics that we discussed last year, uh, for 20 Sundays now, and of course today is the 21st uh, Sunday on the matter, we have been discussing God's management principle and uh, the scope of the study covered men, money, material, potential, time, and uh, consequently knowledge was added. And like I said, today we will attempt to draw the curtain on the subject. So we we therefore apply one of the principles that we study. That's principle called knowledge auditing procedure. So we apply that to receive from us what we have been able to gain from this very extensive study, which took us a major part of the last quarter of 2023 to study and has even extended into the year 2024. And so at the end of my brief presentation this morning, some of us will be expected to share our reflection with us, including how the leaders' breakfast teaching session has contributed to your life positively. So in other words, your contribution may not be limited to just God's management uh, principle, but that will be the fulcrum, the focus point, the springboard from where uh, your contributions will come from. Uh, but before then, let me set the example by doing what? By trying to bring back to your memory key issues from the study, the key issues upon which we built all other issues that we discussed. So it is after then I will start to take reflections that may not be limited to what I'm just sharing now, but rather what you have gained generally from the 20 weeks of discussing God's management principles. Number one. So I have identified 10 key issues that I will bring up to set us into thinking of bringing back to our memory the objectives we set for ourselves for very important study. Now, one. The objective we set for ourselves at the onset of the study is to gain practical wisdom from God's word on how to become effective managers of God's benevolence. 
who we are, what we have, the opportunities that we enjoy. All of these are God's benevolence, which are to be managed prudently and productively. So, we therefore set that objective for us to learn practical wisdom from God's word on how to be effective managers of God's benevolence. And the message was actually inspired by a preceding teaching. So that message was born out of concern for the pitiable situation of Africa. Africa, my beloved Africa, a continent of plenty, but whose citizens live in abject poverty. And we do a parallel of the life of many believers in Christ who in spite of abundant grace in Christ abundant availability of the power of God unlimited access to divine benefit to live godly and goodly life are still wallowing in sin and suffering all manners of Affliction under the paths of darkness. It ought not to be, but like majority of Africans, like some believers in Christ, suffering in the midst of plenty opportunities. So we try to trace what could be the reason for that. And in the process, we observe that African economic misfortune emanated majorly from wastage and not actually from shortage. The economic misfortune of Africa emanated majorly from wastage and not actually from shortage of resources. African economic misfortune is a leadership and management problem. It's not really a poverty problem per se because poverty has to do with absence of resources. But in the midst of availability of resources, we still have majority poor people. And we were able to trace it that African economic misfortune is a leadership and management problem. It has never been a problem of absence of weight. African economy misfortune, I say it again, is a leadership and management problem. It has never been a problem of absence of weight. Okay. Oil in uh, uh, Nigeria, diamond in South uh, Africa, uh, uranium and uh, other very useful mineral resources that is supporting the economy of uh, other buoyant nations like uranium in EJ. Okay? All over Africa, it has never been a problem of uh, absence of wealth, but a misfortune occasioned by leadership and management problem. So the problem is majorly 
a problem of prodigal wastage of wealth. Prodigal wastage of wealth. So, and in the same way, grace wastage or underutilization of grace is the reason the devil appears omnipotent in some believers' affairs. In some Christians' affairs, the devil appears omnipotent. Not necessarily because God's power is not available, but because we have not learned how to manage the grace of God, whereas some are underutilizing the grace. Of course, some are even abusing the grace of God. So we took very serious note of that fact. Also, that while discussing such a topic and dedicating so long a time to it, the question can arise on how does all this lead to our church mandate of preaching Christ? The question can arise, are we not turning the pulpit into a podium for secular lecture? My answer is not at all. Tell somebody, not at all. Turn to your neighbor, say, not so, my Lord. So, in order to answer that, such, uh, to answer that concern or such concern, we took a peep into the life and ministry of Christ and we discover that the spirit of Christ is clearly averse to wastage. The spirit of Christ is clearly averse to wastage, either of material resources or of spiritual benevolence. The spirit of Christ is against, clearly against, vehemently against, seriously against, with all energy. Okay? The spirit of Christ is against wastage. Christ is averse to wastage. Is the reason he came to save lost souls. Hello? Otherwise, we'll have been wasted in hell if Jesus had not come to save us. So, and practically so, when Christ was here on earth, going about his earthly ministry, on two occasions, he performed the miracle of multiplication of bread and fish. And what happened afterward was the fact that they had leftover. And he instructed that the remnants should be gathered he allowed nothing to waste. And then, in a further discussion, he still went ahead to deal the attention of his disciple to it that what he did was intentional. So, Christ was intentional about management, never careless about it. Management is in the forefront of whatever he did. Mark 8 verse 19 and 20. Here is Jesus speaking. When I break the five loaves among five thousand, how many baskets full of fragments took he up? They say unto him, twelve. And when the seven among, when it was the seven among four thousand, how many baskets full of fragments took he up? And they said, seven. 
So you will not allow them to have the mentality and the idea that anytime they needed bread, he can always perform miracle to produce bread. So if anyone fall down, let that one go away. Jesus will, Jesus will provide. No, he didn't allow that. As they were falling down, he was asking them, pick them up. Let's, the one that is available now, let's manage it properly. So that there will not be any other emergency for us, okay, to be praying for another set of miracle bread. So this practical happening in the ministry of Jesus Christ demonstrates to us that Christ is averse to wasting. So we went on to build on that to conclude that it will be a profitable venture for us to embark on that spiritual voyage of studying God's management principle such that we can make it available and useful to manage every single aspect of our estates in Christ-like manner. In Christ-like manner. And that's why we now went all the way to apply it to management of men, management of money, management of material, and what again? Potential, time, and of course, knowledge. So, in the course of that journey, it was so thrilling to know that God's principles are usually or are universally applicable to every field of human endeavor. So, in the course of going through that study, we came to realize and to discover that God's principles are universally applicable to every field of human endeavor. So, it's going to be an error of understanding to think that God's principles apply only to church affairs or spiritual affairs. It applies to every aspect of human endeavor. So, we noted also that anything that is profitable to God and humanity will not lack the needed guiding rule from the word of God. And the reason for that is to make such optimally effective and productive. So anything that is profitable to God, anything that is profitable to humanity, check the scripture. Such things will never, will not lack the needed guiding rules from the word of God. And the reason God has done that for us is to make his benevolence optimally effective and uh, productive. There were many other discoveries in the journey. Let me still make attempts if I can be accommodated within the brief moment that I have for this summary. One, the word of God has universal application, I said that already, and not restricted application. So, get that to sink into your understanding. Imbibe that, embrace it, okay, into the way you live your life, how you conduct yourself. Don't compartmentalize 
your life in such a way that you will say, in this area, in this regard, I will apply biblical principle. In other aspects, I will apply worldly principle. No. The word of God has universal application and not restricted application. The word of God addresses the entirety of creation. It provides rules for maintenance and coordination of the entire creation. Are we together? So, not only church and ministry work should be scripture compliant. Hello, brother. Have you heard me? Not only church and ministry work should be scripture compliant. Your business should be scripture compliant. The way you conduct yourself in your office should be scripture compliant. The way you handle relationship should be scripture compliant. Are you with me? The way you raise your children should be scripture compliant. How you handle the nutrition side of your life, what you eat, what you drink, should be scripture compliant. How you dress and how you groom yourself should be scripture compliant. Everything about man should be scripture compliant. Say to yourself, everything about me will be scripture compliant. May God help you. In the name of Jesus. So, it was in that regard that I also mentioned and emphasized in very strong time that whatever we do to earn a living, whatever we do to pursue destiny, are you in engineering, agriculture, medicine, business, law, hospitality, security, banking, revenue? Mention it. Even if you are a retiree, God instituted it. Hello? You know, he worked for six days. On the seventh day, what did he do? He rested. And what is retirement meant for? To rest. So, God is best at whatever you do, except it's not a godly thing. And who is in the best position to be your mentor? If not somebody who has excelled in what you are trying to do. Are we together? So, whatever we do to earn a living or pursue destiny, God is best at it. Why? He is best at everything. So whatever you do, God is best at it, except it's not a godly thing. Want is a profitable thing. Want is a thing, okay, that will glorify God and will make life good for fellow men. God is interested and is willing to guide you. And he has made provisions in this world to guide us. So God knows more than the best experts in every field, in all fields. Only God is best at everything. He's called the omniscient. He's called the omnipotent. He has knowledge of everything and power to do all things. God has knowledge of everything and he has power to do all things. May his power continue to work in your favor. In the name of Jesus. Then we reach the crucial conclusion in one of the course of the study that 
that being the case with God as the omniscient, and he has made his word available to us, and his Holy Spirit also available to us as our teacher, we made that conclusion that your schooling is not complete until you submit to attending the school of God's word where the Holy Spirit will be your principal teacher. So, no one's schooling is complete. Whether, it doesn't matter where you study. Cambridge, Harvard, Amadou Velo, UI, Great Ife, Kwasu, Kwarapoli, Bidapoli, Iripoli. Mention them. God is the only expert in everything. We can always run to him to learn how to do things better. So your schooling is not complete until you submit to attending the school of God's word where the Holy Spirit is your principal teacher. It was said of a particular king, King Jotam, that he prospered because he prepared his way before the Lord. He prepared his, he attended the school of God's presence. Hello? The school of God's presence. In prayer. In studying the word of God. In meditation. And receiving inspiration from God. He attended that school of God's presence. And the result of his life was that he prospered. Say, I will prosper. So, King Jotam prospered because he prepared his way before the Lord. Second Chronicles chapter 27 verse number 6. Second Chronicles 27 Jotam became mighty. Somebody say I'm becoming mighty. You are getting to that level where you are going to become a respected authority in your field. Somebody's not hearing me. A most respected authority in your field. You are coming to that level in the name of Jesus. So Jotham became mighty because he prepared his ways before the Lord is God. I like to bring your attention to the matter that he prepared not his way, he prepared his ways. So he opened up every aspect of his life to God's guidance. He attended the school of God's presence. Some of us are still holding certain aspects of our life from the influence of divine instruction. Because we want to go the sinful way. But for this man, he prepared his ways before the Lord is God. So, it is expedient. Not only expedient, it is profitable to learn God's principle of management. Why is it so? Because from where you take your bearing will determine the quality and the extent of your blessing. Where you take your bearing, your starting point, where you draw inspiration, where you draw energy, will determine the quality and the extent of your blessing. So it is expedient for us, therefore, and profitable so much to learn God's principle 
of management. So, the ultimate of being with Christ is not only to do His will, but also to do it His way. You have had so much messages about knowing the will of God and doing the will of God. So, many embrace the will of God. They are willing to do the will of God, but they want to do it their own way. And from the course of our study, we discover that the ultimate and the best of believers are not just those who know the will of God and do the will of God, but those who do it God's way. Say, O oh Lord, help me to do your will in your way. As many of you who don't know the will of God, may you begin to understand the will of God. May you have the capacity okay, to do the will of God. May you have the humility to do it God's way. A lot of people have the capacity to do the will of God, but they lack the humility to do it God's way. And that's why we say to some people, go away from me, ye workers of uh, iniquity. It is the will of God, okay, by reason of Mark chapter, uh, is it chapter 16 now? From verse 16, 17, 18, where he said we should go, okay, lay hands on the sick, Okay, perform miracles in his, uh, in his name. And so they came on the last day and they said, in your name, we raise the dead. In your name, we raise the cripple. They know the will of God. They did the will of God, but they didn't do it God's way. Say, Lord, give me capacity to do your will. Give me humility to do it your way. Why? This God is meticulous and concerned about method and not just the results. So, when you present success to God, okay, God is not carried away. Okay, he will scrutinize the process. Hello. So, he's very meticulous and concerned about method, not just the result. So when you present success, God will check the process. God operates like our mathematics teachers when we were in school. Okay, when you do your wuruwuru to the answer, okay, when you go straight to the back of the textbook and you copy the answer, okay, and you present it to the mathematics uh, teacher, at the end of the day, he will give you one over 10. I was, after all, I got the answer correctly. The man will say, I have gone through the process. I have discovered that you didn't follow the process. Wherever you got the answer from is your palaver. Are we together? That is the same way God deals with us. You present success, he checks the process. Very meticulous about method, not just the result. And that is where many preachers are missing it today. That's where many, many gospel ministers are, are missing it today. Okay? Miracle. Miracle from which source? Prosperity. Prosperity from which source? So which source? Crowd. Crowd gathered by what method? Are we together? Big cathedral built from which resources? Am I talking to somebody? So let's get that sink into our score. And get that understanding that when we appear before him, 
He will not approve us just based on the result. He will query the method. So if you are full of your ways, it will be practically impossible for you to do God's will. That's why I said we need humility to do it God's way. To do things God's way, it takes what? Humility. Because a man full of his way will not be able to fulfill the players of God. So all along, God's way, method, or approach of handling the universe as deduced from the scriptures and applicable to our vocation is the concept of God's management principle we have been greatly helped to learn for 20 Sundays. Thank you for being part of this teaching. Uh, I would like to welcome your reflections and trust the Lord that this year again, the Lord will be so pleased again to be generous to us with the spirit of revelation that will bless our life more and more. In Jesus' name. We believe you'll be blessed by the ministry of this message. You will do well to be the doer of all you've heard. For further inquiry and spiritual help, contact this number 080-356858-82 or worship with us at Oasis of Wisdom Bible Church or Jesuit University of Ilorin Teaching Hospital, Okelsey Ilorin. God bless you.